With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday. And that means phone calls, always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw. You liked, you didn't like. Operator Tyler standing by. Fritzy's here. Seaton's here. Marvin, Paulie, yours truly. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz. It's innovation. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. Play of the day poll question. Stat of the day. Mad Dog Russo will join us coming up in a little bit. Paulie, who is hell-bent on getting Shohei Otani traded, is now wondering if maybe there's a different philosophy that the Angels should have. Approaching the trade deadline, we'll see if Chris Mad Dog Russo, who works for MLB Network, will agree with Paulie on what the Angels should do. Shohei Otani homered last night, although the Angels lost to the Astros. All right. Um, Big football news. DeAndre Hopkins, it was between the Patriots and the Titans. And here's a guy who's had six 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And that's an impressive resume. The Titans, the eventual winner of the sweepstakes. And the way Tennessee's roster is uh, constructed here, I guess the Titans make sense because he would be their best receiver. In 2021, Julio Jones was in Tennessee. And Jones, a two-time All-Pro with Atlanta, and uh, didn't do well there. Posted just under 500 receiving yards in his lone season. The Titans have also experimented with Randy Moss and Andre Johnson, Robert Woods. Those four receivers combined for 19 total touchdowns and uh, a 1,000-yard season. But all four failed to reach that number in Tennessee. So they combined for 19 total 1,000-yard seasons but they didn't get that in Tennessee. And now you have a 31-year-old DeAndre Hopkins who's battled injuries, and this is a run-first offense here. The thing that I don't understand is the New England Patriots because you got a good defense. They were a top-10 defense. You have nothing on offense. You're not even sure of your quarterback. And is Mac Jones, you know, right-handed to a tongue of Iloa? I don't know, but Tua certainly has a lot of toys to play with. If I put Tua in New England and Mac Jones in Miami, you would probably see Mac Jones be a very good quarterback. But he doesn't have anything to work with. 
You know, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, if you're going to bring in a young quarterback, then give him something to work with. He's not that good to do it on his own. Josh Allen could do it on his own for a little while in Buffalo, but you went out and got Stephon Diggs there. They still need to give him a little bit more help, maybe at the running back position, but you're asking these young quarterbacks to come in and play right away. Well, the reason why you were able to draft them was because you weren't very good. It's like the Texans. You know, C.J. Stroud, I don't know how good he's going to be. What kind of weapons does he have around him? Uh, You know, look at the Bears. Look at other, you know, Carolina, that situation. Are you going to have weapons around these young quarterbacks? And Mac Jones is probably going, can we get Dalvin Cook? Can we get DeAndre? Can we get both? How about you spend some money? And it goes back to, I thought Belichick a couple of weeks ago, was inferring that Robert Kraft was not spending money and that maybe the owner needed to spend money. And then I think Robert Kraft kind of countered and said, no, no, money is not going to be an issue that we're going to go out and, you know, get who we need to get. Well, you got a quarterback on a rookie deal. Take advantage of that. And you're not. It's not like you brought in Kirk Cousins and you're, you know, spending $35, $40 million on your quarterback. This is what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. You were able to keep your defensive players, offensive players. You had a rookie deal with your quarterback. New England hasn't taken advantage of that. And that is a faceless team. When your coach is the face of the team, you have a faceless team. Are you tuning in to watch the Patriots play? And the answer is no. It used to be that you wanted them on Sunday night football or Monday night. Well, you had Tom Brady there. And Tom Brady made it work with some guys that probably weren't household names, but they became household names because they were in prime time and Brady and company performed at an elite level. I don't know if Mac Jones is a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I do know if I put him on Miami, Mac Jones will put up some pretty good numbers. It's the same thing with Tua. Put these guys on different teams. You know, Patrick Mahomes went to the perfect situation. He had talent there. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame tight end. Tyree Kill. That helps the development. But if you're in Chicago and you look around, you go, who am I throwing it to? Nobody, I'm going to run. And then we wonder, why do, why do they run the ball so much? Well, because they have to. You're scrambling constantly there. But I, I, I just thought it was a missed opportunity. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins can play at an elite level anymore. Certainly banged up. There were whispers that, uh, you know, can't separate from anybody. He's got great hands. Okay, he's got great hands. But, uh, you know, are you going to be open? Now you got Ryan Tannehill. How long is Tannehill going to be in there? You know, you're going to go to Will Levis at, at some point. If you go to Will Levis, that means Tannehill probably hasn't done his job. Therefore, DeAndre Hopkins is not going to get $3 million in incentives. I'm still surprised they allow this where if you get to X number of catches, then after that you're going to get this bonus. You imagine the conversation you're going to have in the huddle. Late in the season, week 16, week 17, man, you got to get me the ball, man. You're costing me $300,000. Yeah, but we got to run the football. No, I need my touches. We're up 10. we got to run the football. we got to run up. Yeah, but just get me, get me my touches here. You imagine the owner who's watching probably saying to the coach, Run the ball. Run the ball. No need to throw the ball. Not in a situation like this. I don't like these incentive-laden contracts here. 
They would make me nervous as a head coach or a quarterback. I mean, quarterbacks have these things too. Hey, uh, we're going to run the... uh, You know, I'm probably going to check that at the line of scrimmage there, coach. But DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans? Yeah, okay. Dalvin Cook still on the outside looking in, and that's about all that's uh, going on as teams get ready to report to camp this week. Yes, Paul? Are you guys lightly fascinated by the AFC South? Texans are going to have a rookie quarterback. The Colts, eventually, at some point in the season, rookie quarterback. Titans, you would think, unless they start hot. They were very good last year, the first half of the season, the Titans. They'll go to a rookie quarterback, and the Jaguars should be able to take advantage of this. They were, you know, as they say, trending upward last year, the Jaguars. And now they're going to maybe be facing, in the back half of the season, three rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, the Jags are the team to beat. And I think that you saw with Trevor Lawrence make that, you know, that jump that you want to see with every quarterback who's on the verge of being great. He made that that uh, that leap, and that's what you're going to look for. Is Tua going to stay healthy? You know, in in a very competitive AFC East, uh, does Buffalo have enough offense there? New England does it. I mean, you know, the Jets we know are going to be good. You just start to look and handicap these divisions. Say who improved, who spent money. The Texans might be a couple of years away if D'Amico Ryans turns out to be a great head coach and they guessed right and C.J. Stroud is better than Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, uh, is Carolina going to be great? How long before they're going to be competitive? Very good. Uh, certainly with what we mentioned with the AFC South, I don't know what the Colts are. I thought the Colts were on the verge last year. that you sort of had everybody, and it just didn't work out. You know, when when you lose seven straight at the end of the season – uh, and then, you know, the Titans, Titans got a great coach in Mike Vrabel. Ryan Tannehill, you know, on the uh, downside, back end of his career. I mean, this is a team that went out and drafted Malik Willis. I don't even know if he makes the roster this year. Right? How crazy is that? And now Will Levis, he looks like a quarterback. He looks like an actor who plays a quarterback <laughs> in a movie. Jacked. Yeah, he does. But I, I don't know, you know when he gets to play, and uh, they must not think that much about their starting quarterback situation right now. If you're going to draft Will Levis, yes, Eden. But, right, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you want Ryan Tannehill to be your quarterback at the end of the year. Yes, because that means he's had a good year. That means he's had a good yeah. year. But if they switch, that means things aren't going well. That means you're, you're not getting the ball. By the way, Tyree Kill, the Dolphins wide receiver, on his own podcast, uh, it needed to be said is the name of it, that he is going to have a big year this year. I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. Y'all heard of me just checking stuff off his bucket list. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get, bro, before I leave this league. And, and y'all think the Cheetah going to leave without doing something he promised himself he going to do as a, as a jit? I got y'all, baby. 2,000 yards and another Super Bowl. We getting that. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. Is that Kevin Hart? Certainly sounded like him. Uh, give me a little bit of uh, Tyreek again. I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. Y'all heard of me just checking stuff off his bucket list. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get, bro, before I leave this league. Sounds like Kevin Hart there. All right, 2,000 receiving yards. Megatron in 16 games was on the doorstep. Uh, Cooper Cup in 17 games was on the doorstep. I mean, I think he had 1,700 yards last year. Can he do it? Yeah. 
Like, that seems more feasible than the Dolphins are going to win the uh, Super Bowl. But, yeah, I, I don't rule it out. I don't know who was saying, you know, can you do that? And then he's going, on my podcast, It you know, it uh, has to be said, needs to be said. I'm going to get 2,000 yards. Okay, well, he answered that question. I don't know if anybody had the question, but he gave you an answer. Yeah, Paulie. I've got the list of most yards per game in a season, which some people play 10 games, 11 games. Remember Josh Gordon, the wide receiver? His second year in the league with Cleveland, with not a superstar quarterback, in 14 games he had 646 yards, 117 a game. In the modern era, that's the best. Uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson had 122.8 his best year, and that's fourth all-time. The best all-time was Wes Chandler from the Chargers. He had 129 yards a game, but he only played eight games that year. Mm. But modern day, it's like guys like Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup. Yeah, but it, it, it's almost like you should get to 1,500 yards. If you're an elite receiver, you're going to get to 1,500 yards. You're going to get to 100 catchers or close to it. If you're a running back who is considered a very good running back, you should get to 1,000 yards. What are you getting, 60 yards per game? You should be able to do that. You know, now with 17, less than that. So you're getting, what, 50 yards per game? The great running backs would have that in a quarter. Now I know the game has changed, but you know when we look at, oh, man, he had 1,000 yards. Okay, it shouldn't be that difficult. Wide receivers, 1,500 yards. Okay, a little more challenging there. You, know, you have to get 100 yards, you know, a little less than 100 yards per game. But everybody's throwing the ball. And Tyreek Hill, you got you know Jalen Waddle there, so you're going to share a little bit of time. Who's their tight end? Not Jacecki. Uh Didn't they bring in somebody else? Or did they draft a tight end for some reason? I thought the Dolphins. We'll see if we can get some of our best people in there. Uh, didn't have my Dolph Derm Smythe on the Dolphins depth chart. I don't know who Derm Smythe is. <laughs> I don't know. I might be making that up. <laughs> Wait. I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins depth chart. <laughs> Are you besmirching Durham Smythe? No, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm besmithing him, besmirching him. Yeah, he's got 15 catches in his career. Oh, but that means more for Tyreek Hill. More to come. More for Tyreek Hill. He went Hill. to Notre Dame. Apparently. He did? Durham Smythe went to Notre Dame. Well, didn't they just have the, uh, who's that, uh, Mike? He told uh, Meyer. Mike Meyer, the uh, oh, yeah. Notre Dame tight end. 28 receptions uh, for 381 receiving yards. In his career at Notre Dame? In four years at Notre Dame. In four yeah. years? Six receiving touchdowns in four years. Yeah. Okay. Breakout year. And no place to go but up. Yeah. All right. Uh, stat of the day is always <laughs> brought to you by Panini. Wild. Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. For some reason, I thought they replaced Giuseppe. But uh, well, they—I guess they did. But the Durham Smythe era. Durham Smythe. How do you spell his first name? Like Durham, like the Durham Bulls. Oh, Durham. Yeah, Durham. I thought Smythe. you said Dern. <laughs> and that he did that in four years, and now he's a millionaire. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to phone calls as always, and uh, How about we'll that? come up with our poll question as well. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Yes, this is a Taylor Swift hoodie that I have on today. I have not gone to oh. see Tate. Wait. Are you allowed to wear it if you haven't gone? Uh, what the Swifties? Well, it was a gift at oh. Christmas. Yeah. Be careful with the Swifties. 
No, I think they would respect that. I, they're not watching this show, by the way. I'm a little envious of your hoodie, i got to admit. Well, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous. Have you seen the back of it? Yeah, yeah dude, it's I, dope. It's a great hoodie. Yeah. I thought about buying it. It looks pretty good. It's it's a great hoodie. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like a little foam. It's like, is this sea foam? Paulie, you're great on colors. Oh, that's a pale sea foam, yeah. Pale sea foam. <laughs> a <laughs> muted sea foam. <laughs> No, I'd love to see her. I don't want the hassle of going to see her. It's a bit minty here. Oh, um, I'm minty? Yeah. Minty fresh? Yeah. I would go to that show, though. I would go to I it. I definitely would. Definitely. Yeah. It seems awesome. No, I think she's she's big deal, man. Yeah. Okay, Beyonce tickets or Taylor Swift tickets? Why can't you do both? Do no, you? only one. No, you got to have a choice. Mm. Marvin, Beyonce or Tay-Tay? I know more Beyonce, so I'm going to say Beyonce. Okay. Seton? Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> this is a hell of a choice. I might, I think I'm going to go with Taylor Swift. All right. Todd? It's been called a life-changing experience. I see how crazy everyone gets there, so I'm going to go Taylor Swift. Okay. Paulie? Street cred, Taylor Swift. The kids will love it. Yeah. All right. Well, no, bringing, no, no. You only get to go yourself. Oh, so my kids don't go? No, no. Then I, got, I'll, I would catch a lot of heat for that. Well, no, that's, you got one ticket. Oh. You're being invited. You got oh, one ticket. Man. But why can't we also go see Beyonce? No, that's – why are you a buzzkill today? Come on, we're only 17 I'm, minutes You're in. the one telling us we can only go to one. I'm, I'm trying to get us to go to both. That, that's I'm less set. of a buzzkill. No, we don't, get to, we don't get tickets to the other one. <laughs> we're told we got five tickets. We can go to Beyonce or we can go to Tay-Tay. Is that Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, the, all the single girls. Uh, while, she, while she's married. Yeah. She's like, all yeah. you single ladies, go ahead. Yeah. Put a ring on. Yeah, but she could have another you here in a minute. As a matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're just getting started on this show. I think we're just getting started on this show. Is that our poll question? Hour I, one, if you could only have tickets to sure. one, Beyonce, T-Swiss. Tay Tay, absolutely. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. 
with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Oh, you're ready to plan summer vacation. If you're going to book short-term rental, keep in mind there might be scammers looking to take advantage of your plans. So keep an eye out for things like fake listings, requests for outside payments, and listings that look too good to be true. Yes, we're talking about cybercrime. Personal information getting exposed, making it dangerously easy for cybercriminals to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can make be made a whole lot easier with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to protect what is yours. With LifeLock, join now, save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go to LifeLock.com, promo code PATRICK for 25% off, LifeLock.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. You know what I did last night? Oh, my God. You know... This is full disclosure on this show. There's been some very embarrassing things that we've done, we've shown or told you about. Do you want to guess what I did? Taylor Swift related last night. Yes, Paul? You did some type of TikTok with your kids. No. Mm. Seton. Well, this shouldn't be embarrassing, but you watched her documentary on Netflix. I already watched that. Okay. Yes. Because I've thought about it this week. Yeah. past week, too. Marvin and Todd, do you guys want to guess what I did last night? Yeah, Marv. You watch the full concert on YouTube? No, but I would. Todd, you downloaded and listened to her latest songs or album that were recently. Already released? have that. Oh, wow, already have that. TikTok was a good guess. I read Rolling Stones reviews of her top songs, so they they rank them. I think it's top two hundred and fifty songs. What was number one? I don't want to spoil it for people. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I read their review of the uh, top Taylor Swift songs, and I counted down with them. What's that uh, one, uh, Romeo and Juliet song? Is that called Love Story? Is that the name? That song is a banger. That's a great song. It really is. That is a great song. I think she's a really good writer. Yeah, I, I mean, she, she captures a moment. Well, you know, this, this is not going to be a shocker to you, but one of the great songwriters with his ability to put you in a, a, a certain moment, is John Lennon. John Lennon was brilliant at being able to write a song, and, and it felt like you were in that moment with him. And I think Taylor does a wonderful job with that as well. Now, I think John Mayer kind of criticized her lyrics, that they were kind of sophomoric or something like that. But All right, John. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, John. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell Neil Young or that to calm down. Yeah. yeah okay. Your street cred's going to go up with the Swifties compared <laughs> to uh, John Lennon. Put in the same sentence as John Lennon. No, but I'm just saying to put yeah. you in a moment. You know, she has the song that she wrote about Jake Gyllenhaal where they're in the kitchen of uh, his sister's place in Brooklyn and talks about, you know, the refrigerator light, dancing by the refrigerator light. It's just, it, it's good. You know, when you're in the car for four hours driving up to Maine, as I've been, and I just get locked in. And uh, so I get immersed in Taylor. Yes, Paul. And finding something that rhymes with Gyllenhaal is really tough in a song. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. She doesn't use the word Gyllenhaal. Oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't even use Jake in there. Yeah. She gave us a Dear John, but uh, I don't know if any other <laughs> names. But if you date her, you know you're going to get in a song, right? Well, you hope. Because like you, no. if it didn't, if you don't get in the song, then it didn't even mean anything. I'm not even song worthy. I thought, mm. I thought we had something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely want that. Okay, poll question. If uh, you could only go to one, Taylor Swift or Beyonce, that's our poll question. Hard-hitting poll question to uh, start our Monday. I thought this was a sports show. <laughs> yeah. You guys realize baseball's going on right now, right? <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, you guys realize there's actually sports on right now, yeah. right? You guys realize what uh, was it? Yes, and we do know that the Summer League final is coming up tonight. <laughs> the Cavs and the Rockets are playing in the finale for the Summer League. Now, it feels like their opening night roster would be playing in the Summer League because they're all like 18 or 19. If you're the Rockets, except for Fred Van Vliet, everybody's about 19 years of age. They should be playing in the Summer League. Yes, Seaton. Sorry, just uh, quickly back to music. Yeah. Uh, almost every comment to our poll question thus far is neither. Wow. <laughs> What I'm is, picking Journey every time. I journey? <laughs> journey? Bruce Springsteen? Somebody said Evanescence? What? Oh, you guys are crazy. crazy. You guys don't know music. Don't know We're talking about an experience of once in a lifetime that you go see Taylor Swift or you go see Beyonce. You guys are crazy. Where's the sense of humor with this audience? Not with this group. Come on. Good grief. Man, it's a Monday. Let's go. Let's have some fun today. You don't have to wait until Friday. All right. So a summer league final tonight, the Cavs and the Rockets. Yeah. But isn't that a good sign for your franchise that the young guys win the summer league or is it meaningless? No, remember we had Memphis winning the title a couple of years ago. We made up t-shirts. But I think they got better. After yeah, but they're balling. Now look at them. Cavs are already good. I mean, they're a playoff team. And the Rockets, they're, they're interesting. They're just too young. Uh, let's see. Wimbledon yesterday morning. Morning uh, appointment viewing for sports is always interesting. Like the Open Championship is coming up this week from Royal Liverpool, I believe. And that'll be fun. Golf in the morning. Awesome. I watched the Scottish Open yesterday with Rory McIlroy winning. And in dramatic fashion, birdie the uh, last two holes there. And uh, the Open Championship starting later on this week. Yeah, but uh, Carlos Alcaraz beats uh, Novak Djokovic in five sets to win his first Wimbledon. If you look, so Carlos Alcaraz is 20. If you look in the last 20 years, there have been four male players who have won Wimbledon. So Carlos Alcaraz is in there, and then you've got Andy Murray, you've got Djokovic, and then uh, <laughs> Federer. And the doll. Ow, the 
So Alcarez is now uh, joining that list. Third youngest Wimbledon winner in the open era. So that's since 1968. Boris Becker was 17. That was a that was a thing. 17? He was 17. Diving all over the court. His knees were all skinned up. He was 17 years of age when he first won. Bjorn Borg was 20 when he won in 1976. Uh, Djokovic, seven-time Wimbledon champ, had not lost a match at Wimbledon since... 2017. So, Carlos Alcaraz uh, beats Djokovic in five sets. There are a lot of celebrities there. So, uh, of course, Ariana Grande is how I'm going to lead off with this. (laughs) Andrew Garfield was there. Uh, Daniel Craig was there. He could wear a suit. Daniel Craig. But he always looks the same. No, not awesome. He looks serious all the time. Like, I'd like to see him smile just a little bit. Was Tom Cruise there? He usually goes to these things. Uh, who were the uh, – uh, Marv said uh, Hugh Jackman was there. Hugh Jackman was in uh, Djokovic's box. He was hanging out there. He looks uh, nice, well-attired. Yeah. I'd go to Wimbledon. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Go there, you wear your suit, slick your hair back. I don't know what kind of drinks they have or whatever. It sounds like fun. But is that their Kentucky Derby? Yeah, dress-wise it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice linen suit. Ooh. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. Oh, it sounds like a ton of fun. I would want to go with shorts and a T-shirt and a baseball hat. That's a, little a more U- U.S. Open. That's a U.S. Open. Yeah. I know. But, a little more U.S. But, open. But I, I don't want to go get all dressed up. Oh, it's, slip on loafers? No, that's work. Yeah, oh. no socks? No, I don't want to do that. Sit there for three hours like that? Yeah, if you, it, it does. You know, once you say that you have to sit there for four and a half, five hours. <laughs> yeah. While these dudes figure that out. Uh, it might get a little old, but I'd do it once. So there was Wimbledon yesterday, the Scottish Open yesterday. I did watch uh, the uh, Lake Tahoe event, the American Century, with Steph Curry. How about Steph? Ends up winning it, clutch fashion with an eagle. And uh, Steph talked about it, courtesy of, uh, uh, oh, is this, uh, what do we have with this? Steph Curry's hole-in-one, Marv? Okay, this is what it sounded like, uh, hole-in-one on Saturday. It's obvious he can really play. Boy, this is right at it if it gets there. How about that? Oh, 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 are you kidding me? Oh. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, hey, Rod, all I'll say is this. I think he pulled the right call. That's uh, Jimmy Roberts, I believe, with the call there. Obviously on TV, because if it was radio, you would have been like, what happened? But uh, TV where he uh, par three, and uh, when I played that, I bogeyed, uh, kind of pulled it left. and you know, Crowd response was a little less than excited. And uh, he ran the entire fairway all the way up to the green. He was pumped. And he was very excited when he... Uh, Dropped the eagle putt on 18 to end up uh, edging Marty Fish. But it was fun. Fun to watch. And he is really serious about his golf. He loves his golf. He's mastered basketball. He wants to master golf. How old is he, 35? Yeah. 35. Let's say five years from now. Because how long is his contract with the Warriors? Steph Curry, including this upcoming season, has three years left. 51 million, 55 million. 
$59 million. And then he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, he's not going to walk away from those years. And I wonder, after that contract, is Steph Curry done at 38, 39? He could almost be what Clay Thompson is now, just like a catch-and-shoot guy, maybe not the number one guy. I don't know if he's good enough to play professionally. I think sometimes we look at this and we go, boy, that guy, like John Smoltz, he's really good. Uh, Tony Romo's really good. There are a lot of guys who are really good. Can you do it? Do you want to do it? Do you want to travel most of your adult life playing basketball to then retire to then travel the world to play golf? Yeah, but isn't that what people do on vacation, like when they retire or something? It's like, hey, let's go golf all over the world. I mean, if you have if you have the means to do that, isn't that like like a? It's almost it sounds like someone's bucket list rather than you know. A, well, I could see him maybe the senior tour. I mean, we we think you know guys who are shooting you know seventy or sixty nine. Like, man, you could play on. T- no, you can't. He's a really good golfer. Tony Romo's a really good golfer. He's competed in like U.S. Open or U.S. Amateur events. Smoltz plays with Tiger all the time. And then they realize the difference between, hey, I'm a really good amateur player. You're a professional. Yes, Eden. I agree with what you just said. But but uh, somebody like Steph Curry clearly has the drive and the focus to become the best at something. Okay. Right? Like You don't do that accidentally. It takes hours and hours and hours over years and years and years to become that good. Yeah. That's why I think if he focused that then on a new game like golf or a new sport mm. and a new skill set, I give him more of a chance than other people to do it because he's already done it in one field. Yeah, but winning the American century doesn't mean that you're ready for professional golf. No, but this is him when he's still playing. He's still in the middle of his career. If he retired mm. and just focused solely on playing and really wanted to be great, I think he could get really, really good. Yes, Todd. And we also may have a warped view a little bit on how good these are at this second sport. We're so mesmerized by that. Wow, they were great in one sport, and they're doing anything even remotely good in a second sport. We probably give them a few extra points in our minds that, wow, that's something, that what they're doing. Do you think Michael Jordan is able to play professionally? No. Okay. I think he's a four. He's probably not a four, but I, I, I always found this weird that guys will lie about their handicap sometimes and say that they're better than what they are. Jordan's probably, well, people who played with him say that he's not a four. I don't know what he is now, but he's probably a six, which is still very, very good, but you can lose money at a six. Well, you can lose money as a four, too. But these guys who were like, nah, I'm a two. I'm scratched. I'd be like, uh, I'm, a, I'm an 11. You're not any better than that? Well, no, that's all I am right now. That's what it says, my official handicap. Yeah, Seton. But how often do we see guys like, say, uh, this quarterback was also drafted in baseball and was also an all-state basketball player? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, not, it's not all that unusual for professional athletes to be great at multiple sports. Golf would be the most challenging. Like if you're you're picking up a sport mm. that you're going to just try it to. I don't. I mean, it'd be fun, I guess, if that's what he wants to do and he loves golf. But I, I just think playing in a couple of satellite events would would be enough not to be on tour because 
it seems like a glamorous life, but when you're not playing well, you're away from your family, and you're supposed to be having fun. I think I'd rather just play at a San Francisco club or, you know, uh, Olympic. Yes, Pauline. I, I think the toughest part would be, if, let's say Steph Curry decided to retire in two years and do it. He'd have to make the decision to go all in, where, like you said, he's on the secondary tour, the DP tour, whatever it's called, and he has to earn his tour card because they, they just can't do exemptions for a season with the PGA. He would have to commit to it for a year even to make the PGA tour under normal circumstances. I think he could physically, if he got his, you know, the, the right people training him, but I could also see him as, you know, looking at the money that's involved in the PGA Tour or is about to be involved in the PGA Tour saying, mm. I might be able to be getting paid to do it because like, mm. they're not going to get appearance fees. He's not good enough. But he's famous enough. Yeah, get, but that doesn't mean anything unless you're getting an appearance fee. Right. And I think they but can. But the Live Tour is not going to be around in three years. But the fund that supported the Live Tour is going to be funding the PGA. But you still have to qualify yeah. for the PGA Tour. The Live Tour... I, I would be going after Tiger Woods' son, yeah. Charlie. I would. I would sign up every young player that I could. I'd say, you know, what's it going to be? $50 million for $100 million for Tiger's son at age, what, 13, whatever Charlie is. Come on in. Play some golf here. But, you know, I could see Steph Curry where they'd go, we want to pay you X number of millions of dollars to play golf. Okay. But Live Tour is not going to be around at least what we know the Live Tour is in the next you know three or four years. Let me take a break here. By the way, Brad Pitt was there. Uh, let's see. Sir Ian McKellen of Lord of the Rings was also there at Wimbledon. Brad Pitt wearing a signature unbuttoned polo and aviators, it says. He was with Guy Ritchie. They were in uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. No, he was in Snatch. The oh, Guy Snatch. Ritchie. He's a pikey. <laughs> All right, let me take a break. The Cataman. <laughs> I like that he changed his accent. At least this is the story. The night before they were going to shoot, <laughs> and he's friends with Guy Ritchie, who's the director. And he's like, "No, nah, I got I'm going to change my accent so you can't really understand him as the Pikey and uh, in Snatch. Crazy. All right, let me take a break. Play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play, the play of the day. Runner left side, got it! And play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. He serves. The backhand reply comes over to his forehand. He drives it into the corner. Djokovic has put it in the net. Alcaraz on the floor in disbelief and absolute ecstasy. He is the new Wimbledon champion. Courtesy of ESPN Extra, that's your play of the day. Brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. They do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything you've earned doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. You can see terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash smash. Also, in tennis, certainly at Wimbledon, they don't let you leave. So Djokovic just loses, dramatic fashion, and then he's got to stand there while this 20-year-old is getting, uh, you know, rounds of applause and gets the big trophy there, and he's just got to stand there, do a full interview with him, and then all of a sudden, hey, Come on up here. Let's talk about losing. And but I thought I thought Djokovic handled it brilliantly, classy, a very complimentary of uh, Alcaraz. But you know, at age thirty six, it's weird how Djokovic almost became an overnight sensation when he was in his early thirties because we were so overwhelmed by Nadal and uh, and Federer that we that guy was always there. You know, he wasn't Federer, wasn't Nadal. But he was almost like a Von Lendl for me. He was just there and felt invincible. And and maybe, you know, he still is and has good years left. But what he's done, he was just overshadowed by Nadal and uh, and Federer. And, it, and it's almost like the last couple of years we've really noticed him because Federer retired and Nadal is on his way out too with, uh, you know, his hip injury. All right, we'll get some phone calls in here. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Buddha in San Francisco. Hi, Buddha. What's on your mind today? What up, DP? Uh, Dan, I got to ask you, have you seen the Kevin Hart 
heart to heart interviews. He's got a psalm. He got some pretty high profile characters too. Jay Z, Mike Ty- Mike Tyson, Chris Rock, the Dublin Chaperone, Will Ferrell. Uh, pretty good. But um, best of the weekend, DP. Good ass dude, Steph Curry taking the American Century Championship with four eagles, a hole in one, and the walk off eighteen footer for the win. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, worst of the weekend, Dan, Steph Curry winning the American Century Championship, DP. I'm trying to be good at one thing in life, and Steph's <laughs> out here winning championships, making us mere mortals feel puny, Dan. Well, I, I, I feel you, Buddha. I'm glad that something's going uh, right for Steph Curry. By the way, for everybody who thinks Steph Curry, man, maybe when he's done with basketball, he plays uh, professionally. He barely beat Marty Fish, so should Marty Fish, a former tennis player, should we be looking at him as a professional golfer? And the answer is probably not. These guys are very good as celebrities. And Tony Romo has competed before. Uh, John Smoltz competed before. They played, uh, you know, a high level. But there's a big difference. It just is. By the way, I was watching the Summer League. And the Summer League is terrible basketball. Like, I can't even sugarcoat it. It's just, it's so bad it's good. Because you're watching and you're going... These guys, they just want a highlight. They want to make Sports Center. They don't care about their teammates. You know, the seven footer is backing up to take a three, and I'm going, no, no, no. It it it's bad AAU basketball is what it is. So when these people are questioning Victor Wambayama that oh he's soft, he only played two games. I saw where Glenn Big Baby Davis called Victor Wambayama soft. But because he played two games. Imagine if he played a third game and rolled his ankle. You know what we, we would be saying? What are you doing out there in the summer league? You can't have it both ways. Victor Wambayama got a taste. He's got a Hall of Fame coach. He wanted him to get a little bit of run, get the feel of it. And as he said, it's not as physical as it was in the European League. Okay. Now you go back into the lab and start working. But you got a sense of the speed, athleticism with some of the marginal players who might be in the NBA, but that's it. But to call him soft, how many number one picks play in the summer league? (laughs) Do some research there, big baby. But to call him soft? It's like Chet Holmgren playing in that, you know, event in Seattle, and he got injured, you know, the summer league there. People were like, what are you doing playing? But then if he doesn't play, well, he's soft, he You play in accordance to what you think you need or your coach thinks you need. I have no problem with Victor Wambayama not playing anymore. That's all. He doesn't have to do anything for us. He has to do it for him and his team. Yes, Todd. I know he wasn't talking about his physical stature, but Big Baby wasn't exactly jacked and all muscular. He can call anyone soft. Well, I don't want to call him out as, you know, other than to say, you know, what are you doing? And I guess you could call out Big Baby if you wanted to. I'm going to do that. Yeah, you can. doughy. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, Paul. Glenn Davis always did seem underwhelming as a rebounder. He opened the door to bring this up, but, like, I think his best season, he averaged seven rebounds a game. And if you're known for being big, physical, and your name's Big Baby, you got to... It gets a rebound. Yeah, but I mean, to call him out and say that he's soft because he played two games. I like that he played. Yeah, guys don't play. Did anybody say Luca was soft because he didn't play? He didn't play one minute in the summer league. Nobody said, man, he's soft. Afraid to get out there. It's because Victor Wambayama played two games 
and then people look at him and go, oh, okay, a little bit tough for you. Oh, you got to bulk up. You think he's going to bulk up like 25 pounds before opening night? The answer is no. But if you say something like this, then you get some attention. Goes back to Dennis Rodman saying, you know, Larry Bird wouldn't be playing in the NBA, be playing in Europe. You know? Terrell Owens, those guys, you know, calling out John Lynch, not a Hall of Famer. Darren Woodson is. Okay. How about you just say Darren Woodson's a Hall of Famer? (laughs) Hour two coming up. Uh, The Angels reportedly are listening to trade offers for Shohei Otani. Chris Mad Dog Russo will join us to talk about that. And more phone calls in this Monday. One more item as we close that hour. One, our friends from TireRack.com. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. You tell them what you drive, how you drive, where you drive, and they're going to help you with their easy-to-use tire decision guide. You're going to get a personalized tire recommendation. So in about two minutes, somebody will get back to you and say, this is what we recommend. They've got all the great tires that you want. Uh, Goodyear tires, the full lineup. They're shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get free road hazard protection for two years mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas they also bring the tires to you with mobile tire installation they bring it to your home or office and then they install them on site that's a game changer that's an ultimate ultimate convenience go to tirerackcom slash dan to see the goodyear test results and special offers so tirerackcom slash dan you tell them what you drive where you drive and how you drive they will take it from there tirerack.com the way tire buying should be at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.